Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. This is the show where we interview successful EDM producers from around the world. We ask them how they're making their music, what they're doing in the studio with software, hardware, what kind of gear they're using, any marketing advice. You know, how we talk about their career and how they became successful. All kinds of tips and tricks and advice to help you guys out there become better producers, better marketers, and succeed in uh, you know becoming musicians. We always have an amazing producer on the show. Today's show is no different. Synesthetic is joining us from Barcelona, Spain, also known as Alessandro Pintis, but we call him Alex. Alex, yes, it's much easier. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Alex? It's going good, and you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, really happy you're doing the show. Thanks for doing that. Oh, oh, thanks for inviting me to your show. So I'm very, very happy to be part of it. Sure, no problem. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just give us some background and the type of music that you produce. Well, um, I, I currently uh, I'm currently involved with uh, with mm, with Synesthetic and also another project which is called the Bonanza Bros and. Uh, the projects are uh, dance floor oriented, so I we try to make some some beats uh, like uh, some kind of off beats uh, sometimes uh, with triplets, and um, basically we got influence from, from any kind of music. I like techno, house, reggae, hip hop music, uh, and so on. And but this mm, well, my, my, our sound is mainly mainly offbeat, uh, I would say, and I uh, try to to be innovative with the, with my music and to bring new ideas uh, to the scene and and uh, I, I always love to discover something new, you know, about it. And yeah, yeah you know, it's, uh, we need we need to evolve and to grow. <laughs> with the music you know oh yeah you know it's people like you that keep the music scene interesting yes thanks <laughs> yeah now is it mainly trance based yes it's the it's a kind of uh you know some some people don't really call it uh side trance anymore because it's more uh it's it's part of side trance but uh it's not really uh the most psychedelic part of side trance we say you know it's uh it's more uh is is more going to the club to the club scene uh, thing, you know, like uh, it uh, it contains more techno sounds, more house sounds. Sometimes some you can hear some dubstep as well, you know, like uh, it's got much much more influence than ordinary psytrance, you know, right. as we as we know it, you know. Right. So, no, I love your tracks. Um, oh, they're, thanks. They're <laughs> very well produced, and what stands out to me the most is your basses are so clear and deep. I, I really love the basses that you use and I just really enjoy that. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I, my basses are very simple. Uh, you know, I just use a digital, uh, a digital synthesizer from, from Logic, the ES1, sometimes a silent and then maybe on top of it, uh, put some EQ, some compressor, some saturator, you know, to make it sound a little bit more dirty. And it's just about EQing and compressing. That's that's it, basically. And trying to combine it well with with a kick, with the right kick. Because a kick, I think, is a is the most important thing of a track. If the kick is good, the track is going to be <laughs> yeah. a hit. Uh, that if the kick doesn't sound good, uh, the rest of the track might be an awesome, 
uh, melody or whatever. But the, what people want to hear in the, on, on the floor is the bass. So it's uh, the most important thing. Gotcha. Well, you, you got it nailed down, I think. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> when you when, now, when you compress your bass, what compressor do you use? Well, it depends. Uh, I use uh, I use the Waves uh, compressor sometimes, uh, or, or just the Logic ones, uh, or Fab Filter uh, compressor, the uh, you know the Prosy compressor, or or also sometimes sometimes I don't even compress the bass at all. It depends. Uh, it depends on the, on the bass I make on how the envelope. Uh, it's made as well, you know, like how it develops. Sometimes it doesn't even need the compression. Right. So it's it depends. It really depends on the on the notes, uh, on the note because it, there is big difference uh, from D D sharp to G or G sharp. It's right. It's a completely different planet for uh, for uh, for a bass. You know, like it is. It's, it's true, actually. When I when I'm making beats or whatever. I'll pick an instrument and I'll play I'll play some of the lower register in the instrument and I'll determine what key my song is going to be in by how the bass my favorite bass note that I hit like cuz you're like you're saying sometimes a D will sound different than a G down down that low depending on the instrument and the and the plugin and all kinds of stuff so I will basically decide what key my song is going to be in by just finding the bass note that I like the best when I start off song yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it's uh, it's like this, but it depends, you know. Like when when I make a track, uh, I might start from the bass uh, if I want to experiment more with the bass line, uh, and then I will find maybe some vocals, or or it depends. Maybe I found an awesome vocals, and then I build a track around it. Right. So some right. It, it really depends, you know. Like uh, I keep. Uh, you know, I keep everything open for the creativity. You know, it's uh, I don't have I have a structure more or less for building a track. I usually start with a loop, but it depends. I might start from from a lead or from from or from a, a sound of a percussion that I like. You know, that inspires me to build up a, lo a whole track. You know, right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, well. First, tell us what doll you're using. Well, I, I I use Logic for for production, and then usually I when I perform on a live set, I I use a Ableton Ableton Live. Yeah. Uh, but um, I can't produce with Ableton. I am really I'm really bad with Ableton. I I tried it many times, and I really like uh, this program, but I I can't really get something out of it. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like you. I'm like you. I, I like using it live, but for production, I'm I'm using Studio One. Studio now, One. Okay. What What do you like about Logic? So, what's some of the things that makes you stick with it? Well, Logic is simple. It's not so difficult to learn. I mean, it's uh, it's really uh, intuitive. You know, it's uh, you you right away understand uh, where are the audio tracks are, where the MIDI tracks are, where you can find the instruments. The, you know, the inserts. Uh, you can even save the entire channel strip. You can use it in other tracks. Uh, you know, it's, which makes it easier. You know, for example, I make a bass in one track with an, with an entire channel strip, uh, which contains maybe ten different plugins. I just save the channel strip, and then I can use it uh, in in the other projects as well. The same, exactly the same setup. Right. You know? 
so it, it makes it easier for me to 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 be creative basically and to to use uh, to use different tools it does i mean i i really like the the many features it, it has a, thousands of features that i still haven't discovered yet yeah. but <laughs> yeah it gets pretty deep it gets pretty deep. I mean, uh, I think I don't even know the ten percent of it because <laughs> right. behind the uh, sequencer there is. Uh, I mean, you you can do a anything with with it if you can work with the environment, which is uh, like a, a section of the sequencer where you can build uh, actually your uh, an instrument. You know, I can design the, the the signal flow of the entire sequencer you know right that's yeah. I'm not it's more engineering than than creativity you know i'm not really into it at the moment more yeah well yeah the environment scares a lot of people i think yes <laughs> um are you on the latest version of logic um no I'm still using the Logic Nine, but uh, I think I'm I'm going to the Logic X pretty soon. Yeah, a lot of people I talk to are still on Logic Nine. Yeah, because we were scared, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we might think uh, our project will not work anymore on a new version. No, it's not true. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty stable. The new version, actually. Yeah, and it has it has some pretty cool features, but uh, you know, it's just a personal. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I understand. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I remember what, right before it came out, a lot of people were afraid it was going to be like a souped up version of GarageBand. But I think Apple surprised a lot of people by making it a very pro professional program. Yeah, GarageBand is pretty cool. It does some pretty cool, uh, cool sounds as well. You know, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a good way to start, uh, to start sequencing because it's something. It's like uh, a version of Logic, uh, but a little bit uh, more friendly, you know? Much more friendly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I started on GarageBand, actually. Um, now, you touched on it a little bit before, but tell us more about your workflow. How do you typically create a song and finish one? Well, it uh, depends. Sometimes uh, I start a track, I don't even finish it. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of <laughs> when, us do. But my, yeah. But, but usually, I, uh, it depends, uh, it depends on, on the idea of the track. Uh, for example, uh, I might start from an, a vocal track from, from somebody I, I record myself or I found maybe some sample pack uh, uh, containing an awesome vocal that nobody has used before, so I might use this one as well. Why not? And sure. change it and change it a little bit as well. You know, like uh, trying to make it more uh, more personal, more original. Uh, but yeah, I think the the the, the most uh, important part of the track, the, the part where I work more, is is the bass. The bass uh, is definitely the part where I concentrate uh, my attention in the beginning because I, I, I want uh, I want the track to sound uh, pounding and you know groovy and people need to need to start dancing right away when they hear it. Right. You know, so, you know that's what we we wish. <laughs> yeah. When we get track, you know. And it's dance music. It's dance music, yes. That's that's dance music, but you know, sometimes some tracks are more uh, complicated to 
to be danced, you know, like right. They they are too. They have, some tracks are more simple uh, to to be danced. Like uh, offbeat, for example, is uh, such a uh, uh, you say like uh, such a simple groove, you know, it, it, and it's something like. Uh, even if you don't know the, the style of music, you, you will start dancing right away. Yes. Because, because you, you immediately get addicted to, to it. Rather, rather than a rolling bass line, for example, which is more, um, uh, more, uh, more psychedelic, I would say. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. And, I, you know, I could tell from listening to your tracks, both as Synesthetic and Bonanza Bros., um, you focus on the bass. It's it's like precision. I could hear it with the bass drum and the, the uh, bass notes. Very precise and hard hitting. That's and that's what I like. That's what stands out most to me about your tracks. And that's what I like most about your tracks. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very happy to hear this because uh, I mean, I think uh, we're doing kind of bass music as well. I mean, this is trans, but still is bass music. Is Maybe eighty percent of the track is bass. Okay, or with the track without the bass will be it will be <laughs> undanceable. <laughs> right, it's true. <laughs> Can you tell us some of your production tips, like favorite things you like to do in Logic and possibly Ableton too that you'd like to share? Well, uh, I don't. I don't have uh, personally so many production tips, but. Uh, for example, uh, what uh, many many people I see they they make uh, they they don't know how to mix sometimes, which is uh, very important. I think is to group your sounds into in, into groups, like make a bass group, uh, hi hats group, you know, like percussion, synths, stabs, and pads, and so on. You're talking about in your actual file structure on your computer or hard drive. No, no, I talk in, in the project, in the project okay. when, when you, while you're mixing in the logic, you know, it's, it is necessary to, to give an order to, to the sounds, you know, because sometimes uh, it gets difficult to level, uh, level all of them if they are each in, they have in, in each individual fader. Imagine some project, they have more than 100 sounds, you know, and you need to find a way to master them uh, easily, you know, to control them. I see. So you group but, like all the hi-hats so you could just move one uh, of the faders and they all come down. Ex exactly. And then uh, what I like to do with the hi-hats, for example, is to, um, uh, to send the signal to a bus and then I open a compressor and uh, I compress the signal of the hi-hats group. Okay. I really compress it. Uh, uh, as much as possible, and then I just use the wet signal. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so then I will I will use this signal to give a little bit more dynamic to uh, and open up a little bit more the percussions to give more a little bit more high hands. So this is like uh, it's called parallel compression, and uh, it it is used usually in uh, rock music mainly as well. So but. It can be applied to electronic music as well, I think, because and you uh, use it mainly on the hi hats. I think parallel compression, yes, is mainly using uh, used in the on the drums on the hi hats to give more dynamic on on, on the percussions. Gotcha. Also, maybe uh, I, I make a 
a lot of use uh, I, I use of layering I, I like to layer sounds uh, maybe even two three sounds on top of another to create one sound even the bass sometimes is uh, is layered so what they do, what they do with the bass is uh, maybe create uh, a bass which has a little bit more sub content uh, some low much more low end content than a little bit more mids another one with a little bit more mids and then maybe I, I try to use a sound to give a little bit more high end to this bass sound so these three sounds they actually create one bass sound and then I cue them together I compress them and then that's how I make the bass <laughs> gotcha now do you use the same synth to do layering or just it could be all different sounds it, it can be anything it could be a sample I take from the street or okay. uh uh, a sound and make uh, with uh, any 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 synthesizer like it could be silence or uh, or uh, ES1 from the Logic or uh, you know just a sample. It depends. It depends on uh, what I'm what I'm doing. You know, even even for synths, I I do the same sometimes. I I layer them them up so I get uh, like different effects maybe uh, I try to pan the the um, the sounds a little bit one a little bit more to the left one to the right then right. I get a little bit more stereo sounds you know something like gotcha. this neat very cool stuff now where do you go to personally learn and improve your own skills how do you get how do you get better well, uh, there are many tools available uh, out there in, in the in the internet. Uh, I think uh, well, a main source of uh, of trainings <laughs> about uh, production techniques is I don't know YouTube. You know, it's, there is uh, tons of tutorials about anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes uh, the, some new synthesizer comes out. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I just watch a video and I see the basic uh, basic things ab about this synthesizer. I try to mess around with it or. Yeah. And you I mean, and you can hear you can hear I, like samples of it, too. Yes. Yeah. You, 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 you can hear it. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know. Uh, you, you you can you can everything is in the internet basically but sometimes you know also i like to get uh, tips from friends you know they, they they maybe give me some advices how to accuse certain sounds uh, how to cut a little bit more on certain frequencies uh, for example uh, how to get uh, rid of uh, this uh, uh, of this uh, nasty resonances uh, you have in the mix, you know, just right. by, cu by cutting uh, certain frequencies. But each note has different resonant frequencies, so you have to know, uh, yeah, you know, they, there is like a table uh, somewhere in the internet, uh, many tables. <laughs> they tell you exactly where to cut when you EQ, but of course you have to be careful because you have to trust your ears. Right. That's, that's more the most important thing because uh, if you cut too much, then <laughs> nothing is left, you know, and then... Uh, <laughs> And it's not good. Uh, then you have to trust your. E you have to combine the two things: the, the knowledge and the ears. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. You can't just trust that spectrum analyzer that's telling you what's going on. If it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound right. Well, uh, you you can definitely use it as uh, for, for for helping you to know what's going on. You know, yes. Yeah. 
also you have to listen to to your to what's sounding to you you know like you have to try to test your tracks maybe in the car which is the best place uh, to test the tracks actually because the cars have no corners so there is no standing wave not so many standing waves right right <laughs> Oh yeah, I I try to test on as many systems as I I can find. Yeah, of course, and even in the, in the mobile phone or whatever, you know. Right, right. <laughs> now, who were your influences that got you into EDM production? Well, uh, I think, uh, but basically, I got into EDM when I was uh, when I went to study audio engineering in Amsterdam. At the SAE, I don't know if you know this uh, network of schools. It's very famous. It's from Australia, and they opened uh, these schools uh, everywhere in the world. And and well, I like I kind of mm, was hanging out with uh, with some classmates that were also interested in learning how to make this electronic music. You know, wanted to start doing producing and everything. And uh, yeah, we were all very passionate in learning learning new production techniques. And we've been spending a long time brainstorming at home and talking about music, how to do this, how to do that. And then, yeah, we end up living together in a house. And uh, for an entire year or a little bit more, we we've been doing. We had a studio. It was twenty four hours on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so when I was uh, fi- finishing, maybe working on the track, then it was su- suddenly that another, another friend of mine I was coming over. Okay, he was uh, <laughs> on the speaker again. So it, it was all uh, the speakers were like melting at the end, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> they never had any rests, hardly, <laughs> you know, like that's awesome. But that's how we learned. Basically, I think the best way is to is to share knowledge with uh, with your friends, uh, people that are close to you, where you make music with. You know, because this is this is the the way I've learned making music. But like, I think it's the best way. The best way to because yeah. uh, because every 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 one of us knows different things. So you know, uh, if you put the knowledge all together, then at the end, you know, <laughs> know a lot. You know a lot, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And plus, uh, I think it's really cool that you ha- you were around a group of people who shared the same passion. Um, a lot of times, uh, people, these guys might, you know, some of these DJs and producers, they're the only one in their group that's really into producing EDM. They don't; ha- their friends aren't into it. So the fact that you went to a school and were hanging around people that were also doing it, if you could, if you could swing that and pull that off, I think that's a great thing to have. I think it's beneficial. Yeah. Yes, it was a great time in in the, in the, in the Netherlands. And then uh, yeah, you have to think about that. Uh, the Netherlands is a very rainy country. There is hardly any sun. So the only thing to do in the winter is either staying at home, making music or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, do other things, other other things. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no time to go outside. I mean, yeah, people bike a lot in the Netherlands, even with the rain, but they don't spend time outside right, right. during the winter. So everybody's at home doing it. That's uh, why, that's why you guys have so many producers. I was always wondering why. <laughs> that's the reason now. That's the reason, yeah. yeah. In the Northern Europe, is, uh, it's like this, you know. But and, and I'll tell you, that's why Florida has no producers. Well, I mean, there's Miami. But um, in Tampa, where I am, there's no producers coming out of Tampa. That's because everybody is outside in the sun, in the palm trees. And partying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So who, who's your who's your favorite? Inf- well, actually, how about some names of people that actually inter- influenced you? Like who did you who did you list used to listen to and say, "Wow, that's amazing! I want to sound like that," or "I, I really respect that person." Well, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I like many different artists from many different scenes. Like, for example, Dead Mouse, or uh, I don't know. I used to like a lot uh, when I started making music. For me, yeah. it was. Well, was was uh, it's it's still for me <laughs> one of the biggest artists in 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 the EDM scene, you know. And but I also like some 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 crazy projects. Like I don't know if you know the Antwort, this uh, South African duo. They make uh, crazy videos, crazy songs. They mix uh, rave music mm. with the hip hop. Or I don't know. It's, <laughs> What's it's the name really, of them? The Antwort is uh, you spell it like a, a D I E space A N T W O O R D. It's really it's really um, it's really mainstream at the moment, uh, and uh, it's really uh, it's really big. Uh, they, oh, become, I have heard of them. I've have heard of them. Yeah, but for example, I like things like this. For example, because they are pretty original. I like their image and their ideas, they are really innovative uh, and they're not scared of uh, trying something new. You know, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Neat. Good stuff. Any other influences? Well, uh, I like a lot of Deep House, for example, Deep House uh, from Electro House, I don't know, stuff like uh, Far Too Loud or uh, Porter Robinson or uh, uh, something a little bit more commercial like uh, Skrillex. <laughs> Yeah. Why not? Why not? That? It's, it's sure. great music. Great it music. Is. It's great music. And I also li- is listen to ambient music, especially in the morning. I when I, I wake up, I do some meditation, some exercise. I do. I like to put maybe half an hour of some ambient music just to you know start the day and have some breakfast and you know. <laughs> sure. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Let's talk. Ba- let's go back and talk about gear some of your gear sure, sure soft soft synthesizers which one is your favorite uh i guess uh after so many years i've been working uh with uh with softwares and i think uh, silence uh showed me uh, it's it's kind of you know it's so versatile you can do so many things with it and it's incredible it's an incredible uh, synthesizer it's uh, it's so simple. It's so powerful. You know, I, it sounds good too. It sounds good too, and then you know, it just put uh, stuff on top of it, and it sounds even better. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How about for effects? Uh, lately, I have to say, I I really like this uh, new line from the Fab Filter uh, plugin series. You know, they mm-hmm. they have this. Uh, this uh, bundle uh, pack they, it contains different uh, plugins such as um, uh, file filter one file filter twin then they have this uh, um, the fab filter this fab filter compressor and um, uh, AQ the Q from the pro Q from fab filter is amazing I mean I suggest everyone to to use it it's it's really really good it's a really good EQ. Do you use that over the Logic EQ? Uh, I sometimes it depends yeah. on on the stuff I have to do, but uh, yeah, for some heavy queuing, I I really I really like to use this uh, Pro EQ. Hmm. 
and also this Saturn is really good. Uh, it's a really good saturator. You know, I really like it. It gives a little bit of crunchiness and some sounds. You know, yeah, dirtiness. You know, like like make some sounds a little bit dirtier than others. Sure. And then there is an awesome filter like Volcano. Also, it's really good. So some far filter. Uh, a delay, a really crazy delay. It's called Timeless. Also from Far Filter. Huh. I mean, it's that's a pretty good, uh, good line, good setup. This one, that's uh, to be a digital, you know, plugin. I think it's uh, it's excellent. You know. Yeah, right? I I gotta get my hands on them. A lot of you guys have been talking about them, and yeah. I've I've downloaded the trials, but I never stuck with them. And um, that sounds like a great pack of all those. I mean, it comes it, with the synthesizers and all the effects and everything. It, it's it's really great. It's really great. It's uh, for EDM, I guess. It's uh, like a complete uh, solution for many <laughs> right exactly many problems. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about hardware? Do you use any hardware in your studio? Well, uh, I used to have a, a virus uh, some time ago, and yeah. uh, not leads, but uh, the moment I'm I'm getting uh, a little fatty. To make some bass. <laughs> nice. And also, I'm going to use soon uh, this, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, uh, Universal Audio Racks, the Apollo. It's really oh, good for... Uh, you have one or you're getting one? Uh, I'm getting one in a couple of weeks because I just uh, I just uh, finished building up my studio with the acoustics and stuff. So now I'm uh, filling it up with uh, some cool toys. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I hear the Apollo is amazing. The Apollo is uh, absolutely... I mean, uh, many engineers have been using this for many years uh, already. You know, they, uh, they already switched from analog to this because it's exactly the same thing. They managed to reproduce the sound of uh, of a preamp, you know, yeah, from from the uh, from the SSL or uh, you know, it's it's amazing. It and I've heard the real compressors, uh, they, they, they uh, and and the, the, their production they they have in, into this uh, into this uh, cart, you know, like yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's uh, it sounds is exactly the same as as the hardware. It they, they, it doesn't make any difference. I mean. I was speaking to some engineers and they, they're all so enthusiastic about this. And because uh, finally, you know, you have a complete solution. You can have a, a complete setup of, an ard- uh, of hardware just in a rack. You don't need these uh, huge boxes with compressor or IQs anymore. You just go around with this. And wow. also, it's mu- also, it's much cheaper because uh, some. Some compressor or some limiters might, might cost even up to three, four thousand euros, you know, and the plugins is about 300 euros. Each plugin of maybe 200 depends on, you know, the lexicon reverb, uh, for example, it's uh, about 3,000, something like this, three, four thousand euros. The, 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 the rack, I'm not, I'm not sure about the price, I don't want to say anything wrong, but the, the software, the, 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 not the software, but the, the version for Apollo is much, much cheaper than... Oh, uh, yeah. Plus, you could put it on separate track, like different tracks. With the hardware, you yes. know, it's it's a pain having to actually route it. And you can only use, if you're, you're using it as an insert, you can only use it on one track. Yes, you need a patch bay to route everything to the... Yeah. R- it's, it's a little bit pain in the ass, but this was, uh, in the old days, uh, it used to work like this in the studio, but... Right. 
now you can use uh, even 10, 10 of these lexicon on 10 different tracks in right. as as long as your card uh, uh, is powerful enough to to resist uh, to support all these uh, all these uh, plugins running you know like you know they have a, a, dual, a dual core version and a quad core the quad core right. it's it's definitely a good choice is that the one you're getting yes good for core. you good for you <laughs> <laughs> now what are some of the most successful actions you've done for your music career to get you where you are now? Well, uh, I, at the moment I have been doing uh, music. Then I have, uh, after, I have a promoter and a manager. His name is uh, Francesco. He's uh, uh, from Italy and he takes care of, uh, of my promotion and... Uh, as well of uh, uh, some um, managing some bookings as well and stuff. So uh, I really, I really appreciate that uh, I have this person next to me working with me because I, I, I wouldn't make it, you know, by myself only, you know, only with the music. It's, uh, it's not possible. You need, you need uh, to put some effort on promotion and uh, and context uh, that's uh, that's essential in this in the music world you know uh, how do you you know what's some advice you could give somebody to find a good person like that that they could have on their team well you just find a good friend who wants to help you that's it <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it worked for you you know just a good friend who is honest with you and then you just make a deal with him and that's it of course he doesn't doesn't make it for free <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It, but uh, you know, it's a it's a person I know since some time, you know, and I trust him. So that's the key, I think. That, that's the key. That's the key. You know, you have to trust people. Yes, yeah. so it works. Great. Now, what's the most effective way you found to market your music? Um, what's the most effective? Sorry, I didn't hear his call. That's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the uh, most to mark, uh, uh, to market my music. Sorry. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, for sure, promotion is really important. I think uh, we have many different tools and social networks available to do this nowadays, like Facebook or SoundCloud. Are, I, I think for my, for for my music, are definitely the main platforms where I try to market uh, my music at at its best. You know, and but of course, you have many different channels. But Facebook, uh, it's it's uh, it's great. You know, you can do many things. And SoundCloud also. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're yeah. ranked in like the Beatport charts. You know, how did how did your music get to that level? Oh, I think uh, I think people like the track and they they just buy it. <laughs> and then it got to that level. That's that's the only thing. I didn't I didn't even expect uh, this track to be on top ten, honestly. But I'm so happy. Wow. So you didn't have like a label like pushing it out there and everything like that? Well, yes, yes. Of course, I have a label which is promoting uh, my music. I, I work with two different labels actually for Synesthetic. I work with uh, Spin Twists Records and and uh, for Bonanza Bros. Uh, I work with uh, Blue Tunes Records, uh, which are, uh, the, I think, uh, the, from the two top label uh, of the of the trans scene worldwide, I think they they're really doing great. They have great artists. They have uh, great music. You know, like and 
and it matters. Yeah, of course it matters which label you release because sure. you get more. We get more attention from the public and people. Uh, they uh, they they will give uh, more more attention. Yeah, as I said, and yeah. The, so how did you get connected up with these labels? Well, it was some time ago uh, when I started making music. Basically, uh, I was still on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we we are doing Facebook now or with SoundCloud, uh, also we're spamming, spamming around basically. And I came across uh, to uh, to Hannes, which is the manager of Spin Twist, and Matthias Kubiks also, which is a manager of Iono, because I, I started releasing my music on Iono because my music. At, in the beginning, it was a little bit more psychedelic than it is now. So, I think Iono uh, it, it was uh, a better label for this kind of sound. But then I suddenly switched to a much more groovier sound, more uh, less psychedelic, but uh, more groovy. And yeah, I, I, I kept working with uh, with Hannes with Spin Twists, and uh, recently I started working with Blue Tunes for my other projects. So. Well, how did I mean? How did you get the attention of them? Did you just submit a demo, or? Well, you know, I just post uh, post my music, posted my music in, in MySpace, and uh, oh, and they and found then, you. Uh, yeah, then uh, you know, it, it is you send messages, you speak to people, uh, and, and uh, people like your music. They want to the music to be released, and, uh, and that's how it works. But gotcha. you know. I think it was uh, it's a matter of luck sometimes, and how you want this to be to be to be, you know, like uh, if you really want to the, your music to be to be something good, something to be released in a good label, you just need to believe in your music. That's what I think. Hmm. I think that's great advice. I think yes. there's a lot of mental power that goes into this as well, like what you're saying. It, Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, you have to believe in what you do every day, you know, and never, uh, never give up your dreams. <laughs> well, that leads us to this question, which you might have just answered. And that's, what's the best piece of advice you could give to an aspiring producer right now? Well, uh, I advise uh, to everyone to try to make something original and something innovative. I personally like fusion of styles uh, to, to create new ones because uh, ah, nowadays there is people say ah, everything has been made. Ah, that's not true. There's still no. a lot to do, a lot to do. I mean, in electronic yeah. music and it's a totally different new world. So absolutely, and, and for sure, uh, it is important to get uh, as much as possible constructive criticism in order to prove uh, music and uh, quality. Stay, and it's important to stay humble. Stay humble, stay cool. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> when you become popular, and never forget who you are. You know, you're still a human being, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes producers, especially young producers, they tend to uh, isolate themselves with this kind of attitudes. And it's uh, really difficult to, uh, you know, uh, uh, communicate or, or to do something with them you know yeah i hear you i i, I could see how that could happen too <laughs> yeah it happens more often i think <laughs> <laughs> now what yeah. which one of your songs are you most proud of well uh, uh I, th I think you know it already so 
I have to say, yeah, the last song I have released is really great. I think uh, after the release, I realized it's uh, it's a great song. It's a great mix of of genre, Rastafari. You know, it's a a, a mix of uh, re- reggae and, and and trance, and it's uh, I think it's a it's a great uh, it's a great mix. You know, as I said, like uh, fuse the two different styles to create a new one. <laughs> What's the name of it? Uh, Rastafari. That's uh, Rastafari. oh Rastafari. Okay, yeah, Rastafari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. it's you. You will find it there in Beatport. At the moment, today we are for still four, but uh, I don't know if if we will go any more up. I don't know because this market uh, fluctuates uh, really fast. You know, like it yeah. goes up and down. <laughs> oh, I hope it goes to number one, man. I really do. Well, uh, th- this might be a dream, a possible, uh, maybe not with this track, maybe with another track also might be possible. Well, why not? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You'll get, you'll have several. Several tracks. Yeah. Now, where can people find out more about you and listen to your music? Well, uh, definitely. If you want to buy my music, you can go on Beatport, www.beatport.com. And you just type in Synesthetic or either Bonanza Bros. You find the release tracks, or if you want to listen even tracks which uh, haven't been released yet, which I post maybe sometimes some previews and stuff, you just go to my SoundCloud. It's uh, www.soundcloud.com um, slash synesthetic or slash bonanza dash bros. So you, you can find uh, in these two SoundClouds uh, the um, uh, uh, some previews about new tracks coming up and if you're really interested in my sound you know sometimes they give tracks for free so ah, <laughs> there you check go. It out. better check it out <laughs> definitely and I'm going to link up all those links in the show notes if you guys go to edmer.com you know and you click on Synesthetics page you will find his, all the links to his pages sure now, Alex do you have any final messages you would like to say to uh, the guys here before we end off well, uh, I hope you enjoy my music, and uh, I wish you a great evening. I, I don't have any more anything more to say. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, you covered a lot, man. It was <laughs> definitely, and it was awesome. Give great well, information. It's going to help a lot of people out there. And uh, I really thank you so much for doing this. Well, I'm happy you enjoyed, and thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Was Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. That's going to be it for the EDM Producer Podcast. Please remember to go to edmer.com, do a search for Synesthetic, and you will see all the links in the show notes. Also remember to check out Synesthetic's SoundCloud page and listen to his tracks. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash Take it easy, guys, and we'll see you next time.